Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Everyone, Jordan here with the Startup to Scale podcast, and very excited for my conversation today with Will Betts, who is the Vice President of Local Merchandising for Whole Foods Market. Will, welcome on in. Great. Thanks, Jordan. It's great to be here and be able to talk to you about what we're doing with local at Whole Foods Market. So we'd love to have you give a quick introduction of yourself. Well, I'm the Vice President of Local Merchandising at Whole Foods, uh, recently moved to Austin, Texas uh, to be with more of the, the merchandising team based in Austin. Um, I've been with Whole Foods Market for, it's been about 25 years now, and I've been all across the country, starting in Washington, DC, moving to Chicago, Illinois, um, then Seattle, Washington, worked in the US, worked in Canada. So I've had the amazing fortune of working with a lot of local suppliers all across North America. You've had the full experience then. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you're the perfect person to talk to. So first off, I want to start with your new LEAP program that Whole Foods announced and that's in the process of receiving applications. So we'd love to give just a quick overview of what the program is. Yeah. So what we're doing is we are looking for suppliers who are not currently in Whole Foods market, but are in a place where they are, are ready to um, be... Um, to look at joining our assortment. And what we are doing is we have a, um, a program lined up for them where they can ap apply and they can apply online now on our supplier portal through April 8th to be a part of our initial cohort of uh, emerging um, growth. And what we're going to do is bring them into a cohort and really give them an idea of first off what it takes to get into Whole Foods Market in terms of what we're looking for in terms of attributes in their products, and then also what it takes to succeed at Whole Foods Market. So we know that just getting into the assortment um, can be a challenge, but then once um, suppliers or brands get onto our shelves, sometimes they don't get to a great running start with knowing how to succeed. And some amazing products might not be as successful as they could be if they had a little more help. So we're looking to choose 10 suppliers, bring them together, and give them a lot of support um, with being a part of Whole Foods Market. Excellent. And I'll make sure to link into the show notes where you can go and apply for the program. Great. So, Will, I am a big fan of Whole Foods. When I launched my brand T-Square six years ago, um, Whole Foods was our first retailer. You're you our very first retailer. We launched in the Chicago region through the local program um, with Julie Bluebell, who is awesome. And Absolutely loved it. We actually launched at the um, the Inglewood store when that was opening up and then grew through the High Park store and just all across the, the city. Um, and so it was really helpful. But talk about like why the local program exists in the first place and why it's so special and part of you know, Whole Foods DNA. Right. Thank you. So we we um, it's really important that we have people working with the supplier community and looking for products you know, throughout all of the markets where Whole Foods Market is located throughout the entire country. So we have a team of experts that are there to look for great products and to be a support for the supplier community for, you know, brands like yourselves, where it's, it's awesome to hear that, we, you know, we were one of your first, uh, your first entries in, into the market. 
And, and we know that there's a level of sophistication that not everybody has entering into the, um, you know, into the retail game. So we want to be there to provide support. And we also want to be there to partner and to talk about the things that we're looking for in our assortment and the things that, you know, we know our customers um, want to find. And so with our team, our local team, our team of foragers, we're really there in the markets, in there with the suppliers, understanding what's going on within community organizations, um, understanding what's going on within the restaurant scene, understanding our food communities. And that's what local is really about at Whole Foods Markets. It's making sure that we have unique assortments. It's making sure that it represents things like a taste of place, that our, our stores you know, in Nashville, Tennessee, are going to be different than our stores in Portland, Oregon, and some of the assortment that we carry. And our local team is really at the forefront of making that happen. I know from experience that launching as a new supplier and any retailer and just getting started is a challenge. And right, the companies who are coming in through the local program are almost by nature going to be you know, smaller because they're entering a smaller level. What are some of the challenges that you see brands facing as they're coming in um, that you know, even this, the LEAP program and others you're helping to um, guide them along the way? What are the challenges that you see? I think a lot of, I mean, a lot of the challenges is, is really just understanding how to reach customers and how to get the message out there and, and knowing that, you know, when they, when they get on the shelf, they're, they're competing with a whole bunch of, of other products. So what, what makes them different? You know, what, what makes a customer really stop and pick up that product? So there are some, sometimes a brand won't really understand, um, you know, some of the resources that we have uh, with our demo program that is now coming out of the pandemic is, um, getting you know fired back up um, so that we can have that direct help to provide that direct line from the the supplier or the brand to the customer. Um, a lot of times, um, if it we're talking about you know um, CPG products, um, and so I want to I want to point out that local isn't just CPG products, but a, a lot of what we talk about is CPG products, um, but that they they maybe not understand a promotional strategy. And, and how, how doing a promotional strategy and building that into your overall plan and, and marketing strategy can really drive sales and how important that is to our customers. Um, so it's things, it's things like that, that just, just understanding that, you know, they, they are in competition with a lot of other suppliers. And I mean, at Whole Foods, we really, you know, my mantra is let the customer decide, but how do you get, you know, how do you get in that customer mindset? How do customers notice your 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 product? So I, I think those are those are some of the things that sometimes surprise a brand that um, once they get on their shelves on our shelves that that you know that's that's just the beginning of the um, no of that's the thing so true to succeed. And I talk about that. I work with dozens of founders as well, and I tell them getting on the shelf is just the very first step, but selling off the shelf is takes a lot of an effort and energy. And what I love about Whole Foods is that the shoppers there and I may in myself as well, like go there to discover new products and are very interested in finding like new companies, local companies. Um, I absolutely love that. One thing that I appreciated and I participated in this a couple of years ago, but how you have a lot of stores have the like photo of the founder and where they're producing um, in the store. And I think it's just really great in terms of highlighting them. What other kind of things like that are you and the team doing to really highlight local brands? Well, we, we want to, to your point, we want to have that, um, those, those pictures of the founder. Um, we also are, are really um, starting to focus, 
not necessarily away from pictures of the founder, but but also focusing on the the product and the discovery of the the unique flavors, um, what they are. So we we do want to have that connection in the store. Um, we also are, are starting to really um, activate our team member base and reaching out to our, to our team members and and having our team members understand the stories um, behind the product. So we have a lot of suppliers are putting together um, a supplier video and, and it's, it's like really kind of low tech or, you know, high tech, depending on, on how, how you consider an Apple phone, that's actually pretty cool tech. Um, but so, you know, somebody can like take their, um, you know, their phone and they can record a video, like a two minute video that, that tells about who they are and what they do. And then we share those, those things with our team members. And we find our team members are some of our best advocates uh, for the products. So we, we really want to make sure that our, um, our team members understand the products and that you know they have that tie into the local community um, and we build that, that connection, which is really a, a big part of our, our mission and, and values as well. I love that suggestion as well and tip for, for founders. What else have you seen be really successful for local suppliers who are coming through the program? Like what do they do to really stand out um, and grow within Whole Foods? Well, I don't want to leave out the, I think the most important, don't want to bury the lead. The most important piece is that the, the product needs to shine. Um, so it needs to, like, if it's food, it needs to be delicious. Um, and so that, that really helps. And then um, elevated attributes help as well. So if a supplier is, 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 is organic, that's great. You know, if, you know, like, what is the story behind their ingredients in the product? Are they getting into regenerative agriculture? Um, and then, you know, again, going back to the flavors, are they unique? Are they on trend? Are they differentiated? So like really having the product shine is the, the number one thing. And then, you know, backing it out to some of the things I, I spoke about earlier, things like a promotional plan, always really important. Having a demo program, getting out there, getting in the community, um, having people taste your product is very important. Um, and then, you know, just being ready for like, ready for growth and, and being able to understand, um, you know, I, I would say, don't be, don't be stretched too thin in terms of trying to cover, you know, cover all your, all your bases by that. I mean, when you start to grow, make sure your production's ready, you know, make sure that you can fill your orders. Um, and then, you know, if it's time to work with distribution, work with distribution and distribution, you know, can be your friend. Um, as you grow. So you don't have to, you know, drive your car all the way to a whole bunch of stores. And so just understanding, you know, how you, how you scale your business and how you organize your time, I think for founders um, is, is really um, important because you can't be everywhere at once all the time. And you have to, you know, have a plan for how you're going to grow your business. No, I think that's great advice. And, you know, one thing that I always like to tell founders is really understand how the grocery category in the industry works so that you can, you know, help the retailers that you're selling with, you know, do a great job at selling your product. So with our product that we launched, T-Squares, um, it was really great. The product was delicious. They were um, bite-sized energy bars with flavors like um, green tea matcha and citrus um, and acai blueberry. But there are a lot of new things going on. And while we were kind of competing against protein bars or energy bars, we didn't have a clear shelf space of like where they should go. And so in some stores we were testing in like by the granola and cause they're in like a multi-serve pouch and other stores they're by like the raw section when that was kind of really 
taken off. And so it was really hard to, to place us in the store. And so we definitely learned a lot from that experience in terms of where the product fits, but you're totally right. The product has to taste good. It should probably be in a, a category or product type that people are like actively shopping and looking for just because there's going to be more visibility there. Right. So you can stand out versus something that's super obscure and super unique, which might be really cool, but it's going to take a lot more work and time and demos to actually get people to try it. That's uh, that's a great point, Jordan. And just, yeah, understanding understanding kind of like your competitive advantage, understanding where you want to be, like looking at your packaging and, and how it shows up on the shelf or on a table. And then, you know, I think that there's a really interesting, there's a really interesting choice for, for suppliers is like, do you want to like have the same packaging as everybody else? So you fit on the shelf, you know, and, and, and you know that you're going to be in that category um, or do you do something disruptive? And I got to tell you, like the disruptive path is probably going to be harder, but, you know, it might have a bigger payoff. And that's really, you know, that's really for suppliers to understand and, and, to, and to think about. I got to tell you, and this is just um, something that, that, that I think there's, there's opportunity in. I think there's opportunity in types of packaging and really looking um, at how we can be more sustainable in, in packaging. And I, I certainly don't have the answers to that but I got to believe that there's a disruption coming on, on that front. Yeah, I completely agree. I was doing a lot of research into sustainability and sustainable packaging. Um, and it's interesting because every founder I talked to mentions wanting to have more sustainable packaging, but I think the, the industry is also catching up in terms of like what that means, meaning you have a compostable package, a lot of um, they're not necessarily compostable in your backyard. They might take a commercial compostable company. And so really communicating like what your sustainability goals are, how you achieve them and how you get there. But I think it's something that is truly going to be disruptive in that space will really stand out. So I love that. One thing as well, I know you came on this a little bit earlier about um, promotions. What types of promotions have you seen kind of work best for whole food shoppers? Um, to really stand out. I know you're probably not on that team directly, but um, in terms of, of, you know, discounts, I know there's the new, like the prime program as well, where there's an extra dis additional discount sale prices. So what type of promotions really stand out for Whole Foods customers? Yeah, the, the, the idea, I think, I mean, I just want to start with just getting in the promotional mix, just, you know, making sure that that's something, again, if you are a CPG company, you know, building into your, your program, a quarterly promotion, and then really understanding where you're priced and then what kind of a discount is it going to take to get um, to a lower price? And, and, you know, um, understanding that, you know, that you, you want to give enough of a discount so that it's compelling. And so that, you know, by that, look at kind of where you're priced against um, other, you know, similar products, and then think about with the discount, you know, what can you afford? What kind of a volume do you want to drive out of it. And then how much, how much can you, how much can you drive to get a really compelling um, price out there? And so we understand that. So for a lot of starting companies, um, they can't, they can't do as much. And, and I would almost say that um, if, if, if I were to choose, I would focus on making sure that you have the demo side of it. So the price promotion is important. Um, to, to do some some investment there. But if, if I was to choose where to go more heavily, I would get out there, be aggressive about getting the product into people's mouths, telling the story, and really, you know, leveraging that kind of that, what I would say, you know, scrappiness um, from a small supplier. 
and just you know getting get, getting the story out there um, and making sure that you have a team that is really excited about the product can speak to the product and can just like create that energy. I love that. There's a founder that I just talked to um, posted about today. Um, he has a brand called Forage Granola, but he actually has a custom design van and is driving the country and demoing at every single store that he's selling in. And he's able to build great relationships with the, the retailer, with the store staff who are on the floor and with customers there. And that's really paying off in terms of people getting to know him and, and support their company. And so it's just really cool to see that strategy work. I love that. Yeah, that is that is getting behind your brand. That's partnering with us. And when you're doing like those types of things and, and people see the van and they meet the founder and, and the product, again, going back, if the product is delicious, then that kind of takes price, you know, off the table to get that trial. But then it price is more important for people to rebuy. And it's more important if you, you know, if you can't all again be everywhere at, at once um, to tell your story. Exactly. And I found that when we were demoing our product where we had a team of, you know, three people just in the Chicago area who were doing in-store demos, but still we could only do a couple a week. And so having those price promotion, it really just helps to drive that trial, as you mentioned, and getting people to taste it, reminding people to buy it again when they see it. Um, and that's what really helps to stand out because, you know, it's See, when you walk in the store, there's, you know, tens of thousands of products on the shelf. And so you need to be able to stand out in one way or the other. So I definitely love those. Any final tips for, for new suppliers coming through the local program um, or things to know? I would say if you're interested in the LEAP program, go ahead and, and um, apply uh, online. Um, know that this is, this is for this, this round, it's really for suppliers that aren't in Whole Foods Market yet. Um, so if you're a current supplier, you aren't eligible, you've already, you've already made it um, to our assortment. And then again, I, I would just give the advice to, to folks of, um, you know, you can reach out to the forager. So understand who the forager is in your area. Um, reach out, make that connection, um, seek the feedback, take the feedback, um, and then don't give up if you really believe in your, your product. Um, keep iterating, understand like what we're looking for and, and know kind of like where Whole Foods Market falls kind of in, in what we want and, and how that can align to what, what you're doing. And then see if, if that's a good fit, fit. you know, keep partnering um, to, get, to get it where um, it's in a really good spot. Great advice. Well, thanks so much for being on today. I'm happy, happy to speak to you and great to talk to you. And um, yeah, thanks for giving uh, getting the word out about Leap and about supporting local Whole Foods Market. Excellent. So everyone, make sure if you qualify, apply. Even if you're not sure about it, apply anyway, because it's going through these steps will help prepare you better. All right. Thanks so much, Will. Thank you, Jordan.